Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the podcast. I'm Becca Silver, founder of The Whole Educator. In this episode, I continue to discuss with Mr. Torres how he has built a coaching culture that empowers teacher leadership and has caused unseasonably high teacher retention. Stay tuned to find out what needs to happen before giving teacher feedback, when to hold teachers accountable when dealing with resistance, and how Mr. Torres has kept very low teacher turnover within his school. See you soon. Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Something you were telling me earlier was your culture of coaching has really provided an opportunity for your teachers to be vulnerable with their coaches, right? And how that's really helped in the whole whole coaching process. Yeah, I would say the last six years, um, I've really not um, gone at any teacher um, with an I gotcha mentality or you're on my radar, I'm going to write you up or that's, you know, when you're a new principal, you may make those mistakes and that's the kind of mentality you may have that you want to fix the world. Um, now, when I meet with my coaches, when I meet with my administrative team, my conversation with them is how are you supporting the teacher? How are you um, using your observation tool to support the teacher? Not use that observation to go at them, but to help them. Yeah. And shifting from that deficit thinking that sometimes we can get stuck in with children and also we can get stuck in with teachers, right? And anytime uh, uh, an administrator in our school rates a teacher favorably, you know, with a developing or needs improvement or um, unsatisfactory, my question to that administrator is how did you support that teacher? Did you provide that teacher feedback before you went in to, to observe whatever you was looking for? Did you have coaches supporting that teacher? You know, for me, is like, what did we do to support that teacher? And if we failed, then we need to fix it, right? Because yes. if we didn't provide support, if we didn't provide appropriate feedback, timely feedback, effective feedback, if we didn't provide coaching support, then who is really at fault? Mm-hmm. Right? And if we're at fault, then let's fix it. And let's not punish ourselves either, right? Let's fix it and make sure that it's right so that the teacher gets what they need. So that way, the next time you come in, you see what you want to see, right? So um, I'll give you an example. I have one, my, one of my APs came to me and he gave a teacher developings. Mm-hmm. And then I said to him, I said, what did you, what supports did you provide to that teacher? Because if the teacher's developing, to me, that's a sign that she didn't get any support, right? Because if you're getting developing, that means you met with that teacher, you provided her support, you gave her expectations of your visit, 
and she didn't listen to you. She basically ignored your feedback, and now she's developing. The, the print the AP honestly said to me, "You know what? I I really need. I really didn't have that conversation with her." I said, "Before you start rating people, you need to give them your expectations and what you're thinking of." And then you go and you can go hard on the person because if they're not doing whatever, um, you know, you were expected of them, then you go hard at them. But then I'm going to question you again and see if, you know, if, if it's just that you're going hard at them or that you provide supports and they just didn't, they, they were insubordinate. You know, I, I've yet to come across, well, honestly, no, nah, I say about in my career, I've seen four people that just were flat out. Mm-hmm. Insubordinate. Mm-hmm. People, no matter what we provided, no matter what the feedback, with all my support, everything, the person just refused to do the work and just flat out told us they're not attending PDs. And, you know, these are people that don't need to be around children, don't need mm-hmm. to be in our schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love that you said that. You said four total out of 17 years of working with all these different teachers, right? That's not a lot of teachers. And yet we, and, and, you know, the thing that needs to happen with those teachers that flat out say, I'm not going to come is accountability, right? It's, and, and that's the last stop on the road here, right? And, and, and so many coaches and principals, the first thing that they want to do is hold people accountable. And it's like, whoa, hold on right? There's support, there's trust building, there's relationship building. There's, there's, let's try, let's try a different strategy, a different strategy. Many more times before we go to accountability, right? And before the pandemic, I had um, zero turnover rate. That's incredible. um, I would say at least 10 years straight, I had zero turnover. Pandemic hit, of course, I lost some people because of non-vaccination and other reasons. Um, people got older, they retired, they didn't want to take the chance with the COVID. But now that we're back and we're doing stuff again, um, this year we had a, 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 another another turnover um, that I was not happy with, but people needed to move on and that was fine with me. But I envision us going back starting this year to where we have zero to, to very few uh, teachers leaving unless it's retirement or, or going into administration. Um, and a lot of that is because um, you get what you see with me. I'm very transparent um, and I make it very known to you. If you don't want to work here, I will help you to find a job somewhere else and I will support you um, whatever you decide to do. But don't think the grass is green on the other side. I never take anyone back. It's just mm-hmm. the way I am because I feel that if, if we were not right for you, the first time, you're not gonna, we're not going to be right for you the second time. Um, and we've had zero turnover um, for many years, uh, and the pandemic messed us up, but we're, we're getting back on track. And I believe a lot of it has to do with trust and, and the structures that we've created here in the school. I love that you brought in retention because I know that's on a lot of principals' minds right now. How do we keep our teachers? Um, that's great. And, you know, there's one more thing that you have shared with me, which is about leadership, that your coaches, and and it sounds like you really have a context for leadership, that whoever in your school, your teachers, your coaches, that if they want to become leaders within the district, within the school, that you will support them in that. 
Yeah, that's my culture from school age all the way up, from lunch age. I, ha I actually have a young lady, name is Miriam Kebe. She was a student in my school, African young lady, and now she's the fifth grade teacher um, teaching math on fifth grade. She started off as one of my students. She didn't know the language early on. She built herself up, and now she's a fifth grade teacher. I have 12 African women that work in the school building now in the capacity of school aides and paraprofessionals. Um, we are a large African population, so I want the school to be reflective of the community we serve. And then we have um, our parent coordinator is going to be African. And we just created this pipeline um, uh, for our African families. And then as far as administrators, uh, in the DOE right now, I have about six principals I've mentored that came through my ranks. Um, I also have uh, three assistant principals and a number of district personnel and coaches that have uh, been either a staff member here at the school or I've mentored them. Um, because one of the things that I believe is that, you know, we have to function as a system. The way each human on this planet is part of the the, the world, right? Um, each teacher, each uh, staff member that works within the Department of Education impacts the system as a whole. And I have to continue to build um, up the system by feeding it, whether it's my own staff and making them APs and principals or, or bringing teachers into the system. Because if not, um, we're going to continue to have the shortage of uh, teachers and, and staff members that we're experiencing now. And, you know, we had a record number of principals retire. Um, somebody's got to fill those spots, right? Mm -hmm. So as a, as a, a part of the work, um, my thing is, is about filling those spots uh, from the school mm -hmm. and, and throughout the system. It's a systemic issue. Thank you for sharing that, right? We are, we, these are all pieces of a larger system and there's no way we can point to one piece and say, that's the bad part, right? That's the part we need to be, to be fixed. It's, it's a systemic issue. So thank you for just like bringing that up. I love how you think about being a principal and how you frame leadership. I love how you empower your instructional coaches in your school. And I love how you view the role of teachers at your school, right? As, as leaders, as part of a system, as people that we want to be supporting holistically and how you really take responsibility as a leader of your school to support them. 18 years experience as a principal the same school, working um, on, on relationships, understanding systems, all of these things come into play with doing this work. It's not easy work. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes, you know, you, you run into some coaches or teachers who, who just don't work well with you. And, and you have to figure out what's the exit plan or how to um, get them where they can be more successful as well. Um, this past year, you know, I had some challenges with some coaches and, and you know, they moved on. And, and you have to be, as a leader, you have to be able to take the hit and, and keep your organization moving forward. And you learn from it as well, right? You, you grow from it. And then when you're um, selecting future coaches and future people to be on your team, you're a little bit more strategic and you know who those types of people that work. And who are those types of people that don't work? 
Yeah. Yeah. That, that growth, the growth mindset, right? It's, it's not about perfection. It's not, I have the perfect coaches and the perfect teachers. It's like, Ooh, I made a mistake there and I'm going to learn from it. So I appreciate you, you saying that it's, it's just about, it's about progress. So thank you. Uh, Thank you so much for talking with me about all these different ways that we support our educators. It's been a pure joy to hear how you do it on the ground at your school. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We, we, we have to inform people about what's real, right? Mm-hmm. They hear stories, they read the news, they watch social media, and, and they even talk to principals and other people where, you know, the information that's coming out is not necessarily real. And that's why, like, podcasts like yours, Becca, mm-hmm. um, are important because you're, you're getting information from real people about real things. You could make the question so easy, right? You know <laughs> the work I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you wanted to hear some real information and, and, and you're getting it raw here from me. Yeah, I love it. So if the people listening want to follow you and your journey, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, I mean, I make it very easy for everyone. Um, on Instagram, it's the Bronx Principal. Mm-hmm. Um, T-H-E, not duh, like, you know, <laughs> the Bronx principle. I actually use grammar there, right? Um, and then on Twitter, it's uh, Torres Real Talk. Um, and, and that's what you're going to find from me. I, I give it real. Um, I do a lot of community work. I'm not afraid to speak up. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just trying to do what's best for the system for our children. If you are looking for solutions around helping to empower resistance in your school, as well as building buy-in, check out the live workshop opportunities in the link in the bio. You might be interested in having your school coaches and school leaders take some workshops that help you authentically make a really big impact on your teachers. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care. Take care.